Sentire Media Here we go. First one of the new year. Welcome. Thank you for downloading our podcast from Italy on the 10th of January. I'm Jason. Ciao. I'm Ashley. And together we have La Tavola Marche, a little agriturismo in the foothills of the Pini Mountains in a little town called Piovico, technically in Sant'Angelo, but doesn't really matter about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Today is 10th of January. It is a going to shape up to be a beautiful winter's day. Uh, the weather is clear. We have some clouds. The sun's coming up. It says it's one degree uh, centigrade, but it doesn't feel that cold because the, I don't know, the air is not moving. It's just we've mm-hmm. had a very, very, very mild winter. So let's do a little holiday wrap up. Wrap, wrap, wrap up. Well, we, um, the last podcast was shockingly just a few weeks ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it was in the la- last year. So we can still say true. We only did two, two, last, two year. last year. That's really sad. <laughs> um, but, um, since we've last podcasted, we've had Christmas, New Year's, Bafana, all of that. We had to switch mics, I think. Sorry. She's got the, there, that sounds better. Sorry. I got, the, I've got the loud voice. I need the quieter mic. <laughs> so Christmas and New Year's was classic with Gaji and Rosanna. And what I mean by classic is, so this year we did Christmas Eve. Um, a lot of times we do Christmas Eve with Gaji and Rosanna, a little dinner at their house. And then Christmas Day, we'll go over the hill. Uh, the Well, I say the hill, like it's not a big deal, but over the Apinis into Chita di Castello with her family. But this year the plans had changed a little and they were going to his family, yada, yada, yada. So we were just doing Christmas Eve and then we also did New Year's Eve. And both of those evenings were the exact same except for what was on the table. Uh, we show up. <laughs> They just, um, dinner's cooking. At first, when you walk in, it's like, oh, cozy, quaint, and exactly what you want. The fire's going, and the news is on. And then it quickly settles into the classic bickering, uh, just like out of an old movie or TV show. The news is on so loud. They start to argue about different things, and then they take turns telling each other to shut up, shut up. I'm trying to watch the news. Okay, hold on. We got (laughs) it. This is not the. Fr- this is not like they sit down and watch the six o'clock news. New there's news channels like at home for you all day long. So they do the same transmission basically with the same B roll and everything, but it goes from channel Rye One to Rye Two to Channel Cinque to whatever. So you could see it like four times in a row. So I would say this is the we got over there at six thirty or so. I would say this is number two at least absolutely. for the evening. Yes. Not they so are I've already seen the same feeds, but it's the shut up, shut up. <laughs> and the just the classic um, bickering and whatnot, but it's it's become so comforting, comforting and traditional. <laughs> you know, it's the classic Christmas. They don't do decorating or anything like that, but um, there's always a good meal on the table. This year for New Year's Eve, we did the zampa. Can you explain what this is? This is not my favorite. This is a stuffed pig's trotter. That is so you either have normally you have lentils on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, uh, stewed lentils with either cotechino, which is like a type of a sausage that you boil 
Um, I love it. It's it's real fatty. It's it's hard to explain. It's, it's not like spicy or anything no, like that, but it's just it works really well with the lentils, and it's filled more with like it's weird a fatty. Stuff. No, it's not weird. It's just a fattier. Oh. Yeah, there's some weird stuff in there. I thought so. Um, but it's just a fattier so- sausage. You wouldn't grill it. You wouldn't put it in the oven. You boil it first. Mm-hmm. Then the other thing you can do is um, zump zampa maiale. It's a literally a deboned pig's hoof stuffed with a similar filling it's not the same it we don't need to go into the slight details it's just same thing you most of the time you buy this in a boil bag yeah it's like you get the okay it's from a it's from a company (laughs) called feeny f-i-n-i and it comes in a blue box it is everywhere you can see them at the auto grills you can see them in every grocery store in all of the it is the one you get. Now, you can also find uh, butchers will make them and, and things like that. But you boil it in this ba- – and it usually comes in a bag that you would – like a sotovoto bag that you would boil. You boil it in the bag in boiling water and the, all the fat comes out of it. And then you take it out of the bag. You slice it up and then you put it into the stewing lentils and you finish it like that. Um, you can eat the skin around – like you – but it, like, falls away. Yeah. It's more of a – I would say – I don't know if this is true, but I would say um, Cotequino is more of the um, city one you would have. And the Zampa, Zampa is more of the country style. Well, I prefer the Cotequino. The Zampa – it just the – Zampa? The Zampa. I know. I said it. It came out really uh, American. Um, it just looks so gross. The idea that it comes from the grocery store bag thing. It's just – like the – Cotequino, like the little butchers around here all make their own, so you just know. Most butchers make the Cotequino. Not all the butchers exactly. make this stuff. Too. And it was just, oh, God. I don't know. The consistency is a little too soft for me, but um, her lentils were uh, just delicious. But so we had that. Gaji was hilarious because he also is very weirdly, well, always a curmudgeon, but very weirdly specific on cheersing for new year's jason said great let's come over for new year's but we don't have to stay up till midnight we'll just do a little brindisi a little cheers early well then that's not technically new year's <laughs> well first he started with yeah yeah yeah. no one's staying up till midnight exactly. and it's like yeah i don't care i don't really care i'm i haven't seen midnight since the summertime <laughs> and he's like yeah, yeah yeah and then in the next breath it's well if we don't do brind if we don't do a uh, cheers at midnight it's not real it's like all right well <laughs> Fine. It's fake. Fine. Whatever. We'll do it at 830 and (laughs) call it a wrap. Uh, Whatever. (laughs) So um, that was our nice little laid back. We were home by 10 and asleep by 1030, 11. So nothing crazy and wild. Pretty quiet out here during the holidays for the most part. Um, But during that Christmas to New Year's, you and Gaji did the uh, classic sausage making we made, uh, we made them actually – I picked up the meat probably on the 22nd. Oh, you're right. Something. It was right before Christmas because yeah. this was earlier than ever. So this, explain th- why. This autumn we were talking about it, and we've had problems in the last few years with warmer weather towards the end of February. Normally we do the uh, sausages and salamis um, anywhere from now until towards the end of January um, because the, um, the slaughterhouses stop slaughtering pigs between – Basically, right after Christmas, uh, all the way until uh, Epiphany, 6th of January. So it's hard to get a large quantity of meat. Um, so this year we said, well, let's be smart. And we do this, and we're talking about the dates changing because we cure them ourselves, ourselves naturally. 
Um, and you need cooler weather. Uh, in the last few years, we've had a heat heat wave. It just hasn't been winter temperatures at the end of February for like a week, 10 days, and it screws everything up. If the meat gets too warm, it doesn't cure properly because we don't have it in a in a refrigerator unit. It's literally hanging in the rafters of the top floor of one of the apartments. <laughs> so um, let's be smart this year. Let's do it early. We'll, I'll order the meat in mid-December, and we'll get it all done, and this way um, – yeah, by by uh, by February, the sausages will start being done, and by the end of February, the salamis will be done. It's like six, eight weeks for sausages, um, eight to twelve for the salamis, depending on how thick they are, how dry the air is. You know, you're doing it naturally, so there's, you know, you got to play with it a little bit. Um, <laughs> so just as as usual, so the he orders the meat, gets it early. There's always the conversation with Gaji. Oh, uh, you know how much did you spend? You had to tell him a different price. Oh, I had to lie my t- <laughs> I had to lie through my teeth. So you can get three different types, three different qualities of meat from most of the butchers. You can get um, just pork from Europe, and it could come from France. It could come from. God only knows. doesn't matter. It's the cheapest pork you can possibly find. You can get carne nazionale, which is an Ital- from Italy, but it could be from a, um, you know, industrial kind of producer. Or you can get carne locale, a local small production from people right around here. Um, so I went for the carne locale. The difference in price is great. Well, what are you, the Rockefeller? Uh, it's, a, it's, it's double. So you can find pork shoulder um, for uh, six euros, 6.50 a kilo um, for, the, for the European one. You can find it for 7.50, something like that. I mean, everything's gone up in price. And what did you pay? I paid 11. <laughs> and what did you tell you? What did you tell Gaji you paid? Seven. <laughs> So I ate it. I ate because we split it. And he's like, how much do I owe you? How much was the – that's his first thing every time. How much is the meat? Now, in, in years gone by, he wants to go and get the – I don't understand this. He's a doctor. Like, he likes the – he loves Italy. He likes the country. Like, why are we not supporting these people? Why are we making it from scratch using the, crappy the shit meat? meat? I understand. So years gone by, I've gotten the – either uh, the carne italiana or just just the from anywhere in Europe. And it's – I don't know. Why are we doing that? So this year, I didn't say anything. I just went out and did it. Spent a ton of money on this meat. So I can't tell him that it's 11 euros a, a kilo. He will lose his shit. <laughs> he will lose his shit. There was four kilos in just trimmings. Like, we had to trim up the meat. I think we took off too much fat. Um, so there should have only been two kilos. But if you do the math, that's almost 45 euros in, in just fat in a garbage can. So, um, I had a lie through my teeth about that. So, uh, um, then there was the classic every single year argument about salt to make uh, sure the salt. Yeah. Yeah. We had to go. Luckily, Ashley smart. She has made a video of this so that he, we can play it for him every year at, straight out of the mouth of Victorio, who told, who is the one who taught us how to make the sausages and salamis. So that wasn't, he will that, argue with that. Yeah. That wasn't that big of a deal, but mm. the, the mm. shit of it is, is of course, Murphy, we have had high pressure in, in Italy since before Christmas. Christmas Day, Ashley wouldn't go out. <laughs> Christmas Day, Ashley made me close all the shutters because the sun was out and it was like 15 degrees Christmas Day. It was gorgeous. Like- okay, pop, push pause. It is – that is disgusting. Uh, who 
I I grew up in Seattle. At the very least, just give it, give me some crappy weather, some clouds, some rain. If I can't get the rain, if I can't get snow, and then there's not going to be crappy rain and thunderstorms, at least let it be foggy or dark and covered clouds. But this sunny bullshit and Warm. not even cold. Freaking warm. I refused to go outside. She closed <laughs> all the shutters. I took the dog out. I was in like a long sleeve. Uh, I was like gross. I just gotta say gross. Uh, it was so warm. <laughs> I was in like a long sleeve uh, um, sweatshirt kind of thing. I guess it's all sweatshirts are long. Well, I'll tell you who hates the warm Christmas more than I do. The sausages. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I cannot believe it. I have hundreds of euros of meat just raw. I think it's rotting. It looks good, like, as far as the aspect of it when I'm uh, – because I move it. You know, you have to move this to diff- – The links. The links to make sure it dries evenly. The aspect of it, it looks great. The smell smells like a dirty – um, the room smells like a dirty butcher shop that no one has cleaned, Ew. and the refrigeration has is dubious. Oh, gross! It smells like a butcher shop in like a warm weather climate, like the Caribbean Ew. or something. Not good. No, not hot. <laughs> so, I, I, if I was a betting man, I'm saying that that stuff all goes in the trash, but. You know, okay, for someone out there, like we were telling this to my best friend and her husband, and he's tried to make sausages and things like that from venison in Seattle. And he was saying, Oh, I always thought it was I was messing up on the salt ratio or different things like that, but it maybe I just can't get the right temperature consistently cold either. Where he's trying to cure it. So, what would be something if, if the aspect looks good, what, like you said, using your nose, but what other senses could you use, or what are you looking for to? know that it's not right <laughs> um or do you cut one open at a we're gonna point? cut one open today so th- if if it's not going correctly what will happen is one of three things if you have too much air moving through the the room the oh yeah that was it will you, dry superficially people just say just open a window no that's not correct or yeah, they, or turn on a fan too much air moving will dry everything superficially and create a crust and then it'll start rotting from the inside and you'll get these abscesses like when you go to cut the salami open you'll see like um holes like little tunnels yeah not tunnels like it it just does it's not compact the meat's not all together um it's it's an abscess Mm -hmm. and that's from the um it not curing correctly now you can also have abscesses if you don't fill it properly if you have air pockets in there or if the meat as you're filling it with the stuffer if it doesn't uh evenly distribute through the casing you can have that problem too but that's a different look this will be an abscess with like crystallization around Mm, the inside mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and a little bit of mold in there the color the color it will be it won't be that really dark red nice beautiful salami color it'll be a grayish color Mm -hmm. um it is not um garbage i mean you could still eat it but it's just gonna it won't last and it has an off taste god you'll eat the shit out of it (laughs) I will not. I, I don't, to be quite honest, most of the stuff we make, I don't eat. It's it's mostly for the guests or, um, you know, public public relations, as Gaja calls it. Um, but we'll see. I, I am not holding out much hope for it. So, what temperatures do we need? We need single digits during the day. So we need. 
Uh, eight degrees. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. We we had last week eighteen degrees. Yeah, we and had twelve eight, at night. Yeah, we had twelve at night the other day. Um, eighteen in the afternoon. It was insane. Um, this is not normal. No, no, not normal. And dry, dry, dry. Uh, we really haven't had rain since before you got back from Seattle. Well, right when I got back. Right when you got back. So you got back on the tenth, ninth, tenth. So. It's always something. Mm-hmm. It's warm. It's gorgeous out. It's absolutely. I'm going to go take the dog here for a walk uh, this morning, and I'll just need a light jacket and some jeans because it's well, going to be 14. We'll keep you guys posted on the sausages. This is why, um, especially if you don't have the right climate, that um, Jason recommends doing something like finding um, like a Coca-Cola cooler, or you know. But we do so much salami and sausages. Oh, if you ever want, if if this gets, if this is this is the third. Two years in a row, I've ruined it. If we ruin it this year, I'm never, I'm not doing it naturally anymore. We're gonna have to get. So what, what does she mean by that? America, it's easier here. It's harder. You can find broken down Coca-Cola refrigerators. You know the double door, single door ones. You see them in every Quickie Mart and gas station and all that. Um, you can get them if they're um, broken in the sense that you're not looking for a refrigerator. You're looking for a control the humidity and the temperature. In the sense of you want cool. Think of a um, a cellar, mm-hmm. like wine. You basically want what red wine and white wine wants to be kept at. If you keep it at those temperatures, you're good to go. And a broken down Coca-Cola refrigerator will keep it at 6 degrees or 7 degrees. But you can control the humidity, which is the most important part. Too dry, no good. It dries out too quick. Too wet, and it produces bad mold. Too, it's the bears, you know. It's too warm, no good. Too cold, no good. Too air, too much air, no good. Too little air, no good. It's a, mm-hmm. it's very, very much a um, feel. Unless you get a big walk-in, uh, walk-in unit that you could just set it at, you know, seventy-two percent humidity and eight degrees, buona notte, mm-hmm. and it will come out perfect. So. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, moving on. Well, speaking of having this nice weather, it means the festivities were popping all over for Christmas, for New Year's, for Bafana. Um, everyone's out because it's just so nice and warm. So our little neighboring village, Urbana, um, is known as the home of La Bafana. And La Bafana is, she's not a witch, but she's like the nice old she's lady a good witch. who comes and cleans your house. And this is the whole thing of the story where the stockings come from and bad kids get the coal, good kids get treats. And she sweeps the fireplace and she sweeps while she um, comes to leave the treats for the kids. Now, this is all really based around a Catholic holiday epiphany of the um, kings arriving to give Jesus his gifts and the baptism of Jesus, I think. Uh, this is 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> cool if you could see Jesus' face right now. I don't understand that. You went to 12 years of parochial school. Actually, probably more. You probably went to kindergarten, right, too, as well? Yeah. Okay, so 13, 14 years of parochial school. How the hell do you not know what the... Just don't worry about it. That's, that's for another podcast. What do they teach you guys there? <laughs> just, you know. Oh, they just have their money out. Money, please. <laughs> don't worry about don't it? Don't worry about it. Don't okay, worry about it. go ahead. Anyway, we thought, perfect. Let's go um, and we'll bring... We'll go and check out the festivities 
for Bafana. It's like three nights in Urba, uh, in Urbana. So the first evening, we went early and took Leroy to do a little walk around. Uh, we went for like the kid, the babies, like bring mm-hmm. your toddlers and little babies. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. It's so funny to take him around too because the reaction on kids' faces. Oh, you got to people don't know who Leroy is. Oh, sorry, that's our gigantic Great Dane puppy who is almost seven months and is a hundred pounds plus mm-hmm. i don't know we weighed him before he's christmas a big boy. he's a big boy he most people when they didn't take their dog into town have like little dogs <laughs> <laughs> like little lap dogs and so it's just so fun to see the reaction it's i do not like attention but I got a dog. It's like saying I don't like attention, but I drive a Ferrari with totally. it with the top down in the winter yeah, through town. Sure. I don't really want attention. This dog brings – you can't walk five steps without someone either eyes popping out of their head and running or eyes popping out of their head and coming towards you. It's just – Kids are either terrified and walk away or their eyes are so wide and they go, Kibelo. <laughs> it's so cute. So it was fun to take him around and – uh, poor Jason's arm was going to get pulled out of the socket at some point. Just try to keep him close because he's just so big. So he's big. He's not bad. He's no. really good. He's not jumpy. He's not doing any of that. But he's a puppy, six and a half months old. So he's a and little, this was a little much. There it was, was a lot, there was of a people, lot going on. And he's a little pulley. Mm-hmm. And if you had a golden retriever that was a tiny, you know, he's not, he's not like choking himself on the leash. But he's just not staying on my hip like I want him to. No, so there's just 100 pounds leaning on, Jay, uh, pulling on Jason's shoulder. Arm constantly. And he's dude strong. Uh-huh. So we just did a little nice walk around and came back home, but we thought let's go on the last night because without the dog and enjoy it and get a drink and walk around and stuff. <laughs> so we went back on Bafana on January 6th and we were there at like six o'clock-ish. And as we got in, we could see some fireworks and some smoke coming out of the main piazza. And it was like, whoa, we're here for the big event. This is crazy. Spectacular. Spectacular. Um, and so we were like, we're going to see Bafana come like sh- coming off of the bell tower or something, which is normally what happens. This is perfect timing. And we come around the corner and um, the best way to call it is some sort of satanic, pagan, ritualistic sacrifice. I'm not sure what was going on. There was highly produced in the main piazza at 6, 630 for, at this huge family event. Like, horned? Horned, like a, like antler horned. With monsters. Monsters. With, with flames. Coming out of their antlers. Two women in white that look like the virgins. I feel like this was called the rape of Beatrice or something. I don't know. Some... It was the the music was so scary. All right, I'm not a prude. All right, no, I know this we're not. A... <laughs> Bafana, like it's just changed since the first year we've that, come. Okay, in. so that's why this is so crazy, and we've never seen anything like this before. Anyway, let alone at a children's thing. The first year, I called my sister when we got home, and I was like, "Megan, this is so weird. Can you believe what we saw?" We and have we have to. Ashley has a crappy cell phone video she took of it. It's, yes, we're not being overly dramatic. This was fucking weird. <laughs> With one random guy with a sandwich board with a Bible verse protesting, <laughs> saying this is a children's event, that you've welcomed the devil, which it kind of felt like it. It was weird because the first year we were there, 15 years ago, uh, my sister was in tow. We're in the main piazza, and 
we're not waiting for this crazy sacrifice happening. We are waiting for Bafana, the good witch, to come down the bell tower into the piazza. piazza. And as she goes to descend, the whole piazza hushes. And just the three of us, it might not have even been Jason, but it was definitely my sister and I, full on Arsenio Hall style. Like whoop it up and start like cheering. Everyone turns and stares at us. We're already so tall. We tower over everyone. And it was like, we were hushed. <laughs> it was like, this is, Bafana descends in respectful silence. Right. <laughs> you know? And to the hushed crowds. So well, normally this is um, uh, clowns. clowns, people on stilts, um, um, women dressed, dressed up, up like old in rags, in rags um, people pushing like the jalopy carts with all the things and clink, yeah, clink, like clink, old th- tiny bands throwing out candy. Man, this <laughs> that's was- why this was the creepiest thing we'd ever seen. So in we town. go home and try to look up the <laughs> like who's the production, where did this come from, what's the name of it? Because normally it'll be like the two performers, um, uh, Daniele and Marco, perform their acrobatic, and uh-huh. you can see their website on the program online and. Freaking nothing. All it this was, was called was Nuovo Grupo Teatro. The new theater group. Okay. A, a piccolo theater, for a, a, a little play a from the new theater, theater group. group. So just real weird. Just real weird. Uh, just showing the differences in the last 15 years we've been here. But we were all was forgiven. And um, the next day, which was the living nativity in Piobico. So going from one extreme to the other. <laughs> And uh, this was very sweet. Every year we do the Living Nativity in Pubacote. Now, the date is not a set date. This date seems very flexible. Fluid. It's fluid. fluid. Um, sometimes it's before Christmas. Sometimes it's between Christmas and New Year. Sometimes this year now it's the day after Bafana. Now, uh, it used to be also little things that they would do, like the um, baby born closest to Christmas would be baby Jesus in the bassinet in the big manger scene. Didn't matter if it was a boy or girl, but whoever's family had the baby closest to Christmas, this was the coolest thing. No matter if it was a firstborn or thirdborn, the whole family sits together as in the baby ma- Jesus in, in the, the manger. manger. Uh, live animals, um, they, would give baby, they would give lambs to uh, little kids in town to take home for a few days so the lamb gets comfortable in your arms so you can sit there in the scene and the lamb won't freak out. And, and just they went into a lot of, back in the day, this is when we first arrived, um, they would have torches lining all the streets, the be- like to walk along with like this just torch lit. light. Um, they would, it, they just really did it up for uh-huh. this one. Not so much anymore. Jason rated it what? <sighs> Give it a four. I gave it a six. It wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. But we were, okay. Why do I say that? One, we've replaced the torch lights with coffee cans with some kind of acidic okay. smoke coming I don't out. know what that was. That was... It looked like the sticks Gaji used to try to smoke. No, I don't know. It wasn't the... charcoal. It was... So they wanted to go for like a smoky effect, uh-huh. I guess. The beautiful torches that they've been doing for, for 50 years were no good anymore. So they got coffee cans and they lined everything with coffee cans. And I'm sure it's some ecological bullshit. Meanwhile, everyone's choking to death. <laughs> So Eyes are watering. It had this weird chemically smell to it. It was very off-putting. You couldn't walk into you had to like 
you could see the smoke moving, so you can't. You got to stand in a place where the smoke's not getting you because it was disgusting. Next, I think what else you didn't like was zero donkeys. Yeah, normally they have <laughs> one of the stations is always a bunch of animals uh-huh. like donkeys and goats and all you these. Know, there was one white horse. It was it a looked... pretty horse, but it was like, what the hell is this white horse? Okay, first horse? It just of all, random. It was one right, white horse. It looked like the guy arrived. It looked like transportation. It didn't look like part of the. I think he arrived on that horse. Um, you just kept going. Where? But where are the donkeys? And the coup de gras. Am I saying that correctly? What? Baby Jesus in the manger. Freaking doll. Freaking doll. That was really disappointing. Why don't we just mail the whole thing in? It was, and then the electricity went out at one point of the big lights. It was still very sweet. It was nice. They busted out all the, you know, the old wool um, uh, costumes. So they open up the old castle and the old part of town and the uh, kind of old cantinas and the ground floors of these <sighs> just super old buildings yeah. um, then become scenes. From. So they have a paper maker, and they have someone with doing wool, and they have someone the Roman baskets. baskets. They People have the Ro- dinner. The Roman um, officers doing a barbecue with you know uh-huh. um, someone making bread. It's all very sweet. It just seemed like it. They didn't put the same. I don't, what's the I word? Don't Heart into it as they did be in years. I past. think there were less people and stuff too. Oh, in it? Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there was less. Stuff like it just not even the scenes. It mm-hmm. was just not dressed. Is there that the go. right Dress word? The set. Yes. Yeah. They didn't dress it correctly. So, but it was nice. It felt like. Um, Did I talk enough shit about? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was still sweet small town. Hilariously, incredibly warm. Um, and we, why I say hilariously is that we followed suit just like the rest of the locals and we bundled up like it was cold ass night. Yet we're all in hats no, and gloves. Warm night. It was a warm night, yeah. but we all bundled up you like it cold. was super cold. So it was just funny because it was like it, no one could just go out and enjoy the evening being kind of a – felt like a late October night. But we've all got the hats and gloves and scarves on and the puffy coats still. But So that was our holiday festivities for the most part. So with that is the end of basically the holiday season. Uh, Epiphany and, and – Yep. Is, we still have over. two panettone. No, no, no. Those are going to the chickens, man. All right, good. Those are going to the chickens. Thankfully, um, we have to take this dog on multiple walks a day. We do them about an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening. And most often, it's just along the road. Every once in a while, we'll go into town like we mentioned. But it means that it takes us, because you're going up and down so often along the road, you get off and go onto these trails and places we haven't gone in years at times. Like there's certain spots out in the woods. We go a lot with the guests to go mushroom hunting and things like this. But after months with the dog doing these walks, you keep, you start exploring a bit further and further. And it is so fun to kind of check out old ruins. I, you know, I've talked about that before. I love it, but I found some other old ruins the other day or just these cool paths and these old, um, I really like finding the old logging roads. Because they're kind of cleared enough. They take you on weird paths deep into the woods and or, or through then the river. And I don't know. Thank God we've got the dog to get us moving is really what this is about. Because we've eaten so much throughout the holidays that it's like, get that body going. Our, our dog is also not a protect. Like, I do not feel protected even though he's 100 plus pounds out there. He's not a big, giant 
puss. Mm-hmm. He will not. He found his first. Uh, oh, this was a while ago, I guess. He found a pheasant, and the pheasant pops up out of the bush and starts going. He ran. He took off in the other direction. He was scared to death. Um, so I, I feel if you co- like, if you come across anything, I'm always afraid we're going to come across boar. Oh, doing these walks, you can see how the boar destroy the fields. Oh, all around us, all the fields are, have some damage from boar in them. Um, so some you'll of perceive them are like good. the first bit of damage, which is light, is just the trampled uh, highway. Yeah, the trampled highway, and sometimes like a big kind of circled out area where they start to roll around in or have some sort of late night party next step is when that late night party gets real ruckus and they start like if, and it's a little too wet if, if they find a low spot in a field where a little bit of water will congregate will kind of pool up they will go in there and turn it in start digging and turn it into a pool and they have absolutely destroyed two fields the one right after us and another one right around here with i'm not joking like destroyed all the way down through the topsoil all the way down to those this we have um uh limestone underneath what is it the uh what do you call the jenga uh um anyway there's maybe 50 centimeters of soil and then it's like a, a rock, a soft, sandy rock. I, I think of it right now. We call it Jenga. I don't know what the word it's is. What and... people like to use for fracking, right? They don't like <laughs> right, to use for fracking. That's what they fracking. look for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forget. Shale. Shale. There you go. Shale <laughs> rock. Thank you. Um, so they're all the way down to the stone. And this is not like, oh, well, you just get the tractor and you. No, and it's not like a little hole or whatnot, like a just a little circular hole of a size of a pig. They create like a. A pool. A pond in the middle of a field and They'll, just dig it. It is it becomes like Jason saying, it's so deep, it's feet deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really deep. So you're gonna you need heavy equipment. You I don't think a tractor can just come in there and with a plow or something and fill it in. You need a real some kind of uh um why can't I think in English today? Digger? Thank you. You need kind of a digger to smooth it out again. Mm-hmm. They really screw it up. Well, it's mean means And though, these are planted fields. These yeah. fields all have cover crops, so. But it means the boar hunters have been out. So they've been busy this fall uh or winter and uh we'll see how that goes. Hopefully we'll get a part of a boar delivered to us as usual. My dog has no my dog has no um uh what do you call it? Prey drive at all. They got four boar the other day did the field right in front of the uh, Two fields over, and we heard it all, and we went and checked it out. And they're dragging them out of the out of the um, field field, and they're like, "Oh, come over, show him, show Leroy, show Leroy." Leroy could care less. He kind of walked over, checked eh. him out. Eh. He's more interested in. Did we tell the story already? Right? Maybe. We, he's more interested in the um, hunters because he knows they have hot dog pieces in their <laughs> pockets to give the the dogs when they get on the scent. So that's my dog. Yep. Um, what else is going on? We're working, uh, the 2023 calendar is basically all up. That is a sneak peek for you guys. We haven't, um, sent out the big blast that's going out later this week, uh, with all of the workshops. And there's one, we are still finalizing the details. I've got the dates for mid-September and at home, we call it meet week. It's four nights and it's about the quinto quarto. No, it's really not. That's part of it. But if you tell people it's only about innards and the awful, they're not going to come. Okay, so how would you explain it? We're going to do a, meet, a week of of 
exploring meat in the sense of how we butcher differently, how we uh, different muscle groups that we use here in Italy versus in other parts of the world, and just getting off the beat, getting off the main road of here's how you grill a steak. Listen, anyone can take a rib steak and I'm not and grill it. That's not what we're going to do. We're going to use pieces that I like pieces that are not so well known. So like a veal shank, like a big uh, Fred Flintstone dinosaur bone or a veal bre- uh, the breast of the, the cow, uh, veal breast, we call it in, in the States. Um, here we call it puntine vitello. Um, oh, you but, got a little NPR voice on that. Ooh. But just d- s- different things, not just let's grill the perfect steak. But I don't. I'm not into like, you know, eating the trachea or, or like. No, we're not, not going that. No, hardcore. we're not going that. We'll go up to the butcher um, at Aqua Partita and see how they butcher their meat and have a little behind the scenes of the restaurant up there, and then a big lunch, and maybe go to our buddy Roberto's farm and see the animals, how they're raised. And if you're, if you're into meat and cooking meat, it's it'll be a little something different. We're not. Um, uh, and just kind of see how you, we butcher and cook different muscle groups differently here than we do in the States. There you go. So that, more details to come. And on that same kind of meat note, Friday, I am super excited. We're going up to our friend's farm, Carlo Finally. and Cabianchino. We have done butchery workshops for them for years. And then the last couple of years, COVID and whatnot, we've all been so busy doing other stuff. Um, we're going to find out when our piglets come. Exactly. This is where we're getting our pigs. And they grow, chin, or raise, I should say, Chintasinese. Which is an antique type of pig. It's the spotted one. It's got... Um, Not spotted. It's got a stripe. No, they're spotted. Are you sure? Yeah. A stripe? Yeah. They're black with a white stripe. I thought they're, I thought they're light with the dark spots. Mm-mm. They're stripes. Oh, whatever. They're pigs. <laughs> Uh, but they are known for their fat. So back in the day, they, um, you wanted pigs that grew a good amount of fat because here in Lind in the central Italy, we don't have olive trees. And you want the main source uh, that you cooked with was was lard. So these um, grow a good, nice fat cap on their backs. They take a long time to mature, which is good. The slower they go, the better that they taste. Their meat is very dark. If I saw showed you a pork chop, you would think that it's a uh, uh, beef. Mm-hmm. It, it's very, very dark in color. And they are not... I just don't... I don't know. When I, when I went to Roberto's last winter, um, he, he has the regular pink pigs and they're just gross they're like they have, said they have no soul they have no soul they're just mm-hmm. dead inside and i like my meat to have soul but i like <laughs> before we kill it we want to make sure that it has a really strong soul no um and when we go to carlo and Gigi's, you look in the pig's eyes and there's like life going like they run around out i don't want a pig that just i i want a uh i don't want like a like a inbred yeah 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 industrial pig no these definitely have that throwback feel and so we're going to go up and find out when we can bring two home and what else we need versus what we've already got set up for them. Now, do we the, the, the choice we have here is this. Do we get two feeder pigs in the sense that two pigs, we raise them, we slaughter them, and we start over? Or do we get a male and a female and eat the babies? People always love how that comes out. Well, listen, <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. I That's know. exactly what's going on. I'm not sure. We'll talk to them about it, what they think would be best. 
I would imagine that if we get mama and dad, papa, we're going to have to wait a whole lot longer. I think so, too. Versus if we get two feeders. Mm -hmm. Because it's already two, two and a half years. Mm -hmm. So you'd probably be talking like. And I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I want a pig now. So finally, I can have some animals in this freaking spot that we built so the people around here can stop making fun of us behind (laughs) our backs. I, I, this um, this this animal area was completed last May, and it, 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 we talked about it on the last one. Uh, it's not the talk of the town, but anyone who comes by here, like a hundred guys, questions. they got questions. What the hell are you doing with that thing? Why is it sitting empty? Why? Oh you, yeah, yeah. You guys the, the house fence, with the empty big. Thing? Yeah. Why is the fence so tall? And <laughs> and what kind of what kind of crazy animal are you going to keep in there? Looks <laughs> the, like we're going to have lions or I something. Know. Or like a giraffe. I don't know. Something just super big. It's hilarious. If you put a strip of barbed wire on the top of that fence, it is a prison. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about it for this podcast. Do you have anything else to add? I think it was just good to get back on and share some of the holiday recap. Um, nope, that's it. We got pigs coming this weekend. Just kind of trying not to um, nap the... Trying not to just, you know, get into the rut of taking a nap the sun goes down quick i'm just trying to get off my ass a little bit yeah well the well it's still so nice and warm i feel well, like we're gonna we're bound to get cold weather at some point that it's got to flip otherwise we don't, we're, we're screwed sc- if we don't get a hard freeze because we get a we get a hard freeze every year it's cold like a real winter not cold we're not you know minnesota canada winter but it's cold it freezes the ground is it will have a stretch where it's you know really cold in february late january if we don't get that and it doesn't kill what it's supposed to kill whether it's the bugs or the fungus or i'm not oh and it's not just us we thought we were going to do a little getaway up to the mountains and uh not happening the there's like no snow in the alps or at least the where we were looking at going so now instead we're just going to go to pompeii because uh Ew, we're just going to get a pump hat in Napoli because it's like if it's going to be this mild and warm, we might as well go do something you could do outside like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not going to ski. So if we're going to go up to the mountains, I want to see – I want to crunch snow on the ground and mm-hmm. go sledding and all that. There's nothing. There's only snow on the slopes because they make it all. Yep. It's not doing great up No. There. And uh, yeah, that would be a bummer. So this disgusting warm weather is not making anyone happy, <laughs> but at least we could get some other projects done due to this dog that we didn't get done earlier because he's a time sucker. It's a giant time waster. Yeah, I know. He's gotta, it's, we got to get going. I got to walk him. It's true. All right. Anything else? No. Uh, you know where to find us. LatavaLamarche.com. L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. And um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. I, I guess I'm not even on really Twitter, so I don't even know why they say it. But have a wonderful day. That's all about right. it. Take care. Thanks Ciao, for listening. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. 
and we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.